Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I am Michael. And I'm Gina. And we are back from a little bit of a break. We had a little vacation. We had to recharge. I mean, we weren't really on vacation because... There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. We're not allowed anywhere. No, no. We're not even really supposed to leave the state. Well, we're not supposed to leave the state, but even if we wanted to go on a vacation to say anywhere else in the world... Nope. They won't have us. What a world we live in currently, right? I mean, we were kind of asking for it as Americans. Yeah. We've been leading up to this moment for a long time. We did it, really. I mean, this is success in a lot of people's They're eyes. They're like, okay, that's it, guys. That's it. You're done. Yeah, the people that never leave their hometown are like, yay, whatever. Yeah. This is Vacation? Great. What? I mean, yeah. yeah, I'd go to the lake. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's the world we live in right now. So we needed a little break just to kind of get get back to it a little. And, and now we're back. We're back. And we're going to start phase two yes. of our little, little show here. Yes. Right? So what we want to do first is say, first of all, thank you to everybody who's been listening to the podcast, downloading us, and also just liking our stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yes, so much. And again, it's so fun to get the feedback, whether it's in a, a text message or we got to we got to talk to my kids in person this weekend and their significant others and we got some great feedback and yeah it's really fun they don't want us to change the show entirely which is very nice to hear they like most of it they had some suggestions they had some suggestions will we take them we'll see maybe i don't know it's not just for them we got to think about the whole audience yeah yeah. All the people. What are we, their puppets? No, we're not. We are not. You might be. I'm not their puppet. I'm not their puppet. You do whatever they say. I wonder if they called me. Let me check my phone. <laughs> nice. Just kidding. Um, so just a reminder, we are on all the social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Uh, you can email us, mgupodcast23 at gmail.com, if you want to ask us some questions, which we love to do. We love questions. We really do. And, and speaking of questions, Gina, should we go to the mailbag? Let's. Let's do that. JC writes us, by the way, JC, I just want to say, has been my friend, I realized, for 32 years now. Whoa. I met him way back in eighth grade. That's so cool. Isn't that great? So anyway, he listens to this, which I love. He's a big Marvel fan. Sweet. Big comic book fan, I think, in general. So, And he's a listener from afar, right? He, he is all the way out of state. From Milwaukee. Cool. So um, JC writes, both of you have indicated that you aren't comic book people. Michael, 12 years into the MCU and certainly not your first foray into superheroes. And Gina, now that you've, you're getting into it, have you been tempted to investigate the stories these movies have been adapted from? Maybe read some of the classics. As a longtime comic reader, one of the things I find extra fun about the MCU is seeing how they update those stories and characters for modern times or change things that work great on paper but would just be ludicrous on screen. Why or why not? How about you, Gina? Hmm. Well, it's actually very interesting that he asked that question because I was just thinking about that very thing or something similar to it. And I I have a gift for you, Michael. For me. I do. And that's related to the, to his question a little bit. Okay. Um, I Yes, I have a gift for you. I'm going to bring it to you right now. Oh, she's walking over Here right now. To bring this gift over oh. to you. <laughs> she brought me a Time Magazine special edition, The World of Marvel. Yes. So Wow, this is amazing. Thank you. So obviously it's not a comic book per se. 
However, it it has, I started flipping through it and it had a lot of cool like extra info and I was very curious about it and I was very interested, but I instantly went right back to that place where I'm so worried about spoilers. Yes. I'm afraid to look at very much. So right. the answer to JC's question is yes, I am curious and I'm interested, but I would have to be very careful to only look at the stories that we've already covered, but we haven't even fully fleshed out those characters. So I think I'm going to have to wait. That's a good idea. But- I Thank you for this. You're welcome. I'm excited to look at it. Yes. I'm not going to page through it right now, but I definitely will. You want to though, don't I you? I definitely do. Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, my, my answer is pretty simple. Uh, it's no. I haven't been tempted. And I, there's a main reason. It's a very simple reason for me because I've explained this to you before, Gina, is that when there are a lot of choices available to me, I sometimes just shut down and decide not to tackle those choices. It's kind of like a Chinese food menu that is usually like 20 pages long. <laughs> I want to run out of that restaurant as soon as possible and just, it's just too much for me. And my problem with the comic book world is that there are so many storylines. There's so many stories. There's so, there's trying to get started in that world seems so overwhelming to me. Where do you start? Do you start from the beginning? Do you start from some other area? There's also different universes. I don't know any oh, of it. Oh, interesting. Some of my friends, they know it. They understand it. I see them do discussions on Facebook and or just when I'm around them. And they can understand the different difference between this world and that world. And it just feels so overwhelming to me. So I'm glad there's an MCU where I can just watch the movies In order. In order. And I'm sure that I know there are some storylines that are adapted from in the MCU from the comic books. I totally get that. Obviously, the characters are straight from the comic books. I just don't think I want to go into comic books. Hmm. Well, maybe, JC, you could recommend to us a couple of specific, I don't know, if there are particular characters that have a really interesting backstory, because it sounds like JC is an expert. He probably would be an expert. So then you wouldn't have to sort through... But not until we're done. You know what was fun? Just speaking of JC and my history with him, I remember when we were living in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, there was a little comic book store. And they would go, I believe, it was him and our friend Josh, they would go every Friday to that store and pick up their comic books. They had them on order. I think JC had one that he was pretty loyal to called Excalibur. You can tell me if I'm wrong, JC. I don't remember what Excalibur was. I remember there was a character named Captain Britain in the oh. comic. I believe that's it. But that's that was something I do remember. So they go back. They're hardcore yeah. comic guys. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. This just reminded me of a story that yes. I wanted to tell you. Speaking of, I do oh, I have a comic-related story. I love this. Let's hear it. Even though I've never, I don't even know if I've ever read a comic book. Years ago... I had my, let's see, a friend was working at Schinders. There was a, you probably... I don't know what Schinders is, no. There was a store called Schinders, and it was a, I don't know if it was just a local chain or a national chain, but Schinders sold comic books, and maybe they had other things too, but I don't know because I didn't go in because I didn't read comic books. But a friend worked there, and he needed me and my then boyfriend to be a part of a sting operation because he was managing the shinders and one of the employees was they were pretty sure was stealing money so oh. when it was cash they would they would not ring it up and pocket the cash okay so we had to go in and with some cash you know we were just we were we were part of the sting operation and pick out I don't even remember what uh, something and then pay for it with cash and then it was all it was all a setup. Wow. And I don't remember what the outcome was and if the person got fired, but I felt very important. 
that's a very important thing that you did. I like to believe that I helped. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of superhero-esque, really. It I really was fighting is. for justice. You're kind of Black Widow in that way. Totally. Yeah, very I much I didn't so. hurt anyone, but I no. I, I would have. You might have hurt them. I would have. Maybe you did hurt them. Oh, well, yeah. Because <laughs> well, we don't know. They were asking for it. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely they were. So, second question. Okay. Uh, this one is asked by Lane. After watching The Avengers, how do you suspend the disbelief in favor of the movie's entertainment value when whole cities and metropolitan areas get destroyed? Also an interesting question that I have spent some time thinking about. In fact, when I was trying to do my synopsis and I was remembering that every or or kind of revisiting the fact that every single poster has a fiery city in the background, it makes for a good backdrop. Lots of fire. Lots of fire. There's always fire in the background. And I was thinking about where Iron Man might be going this time and thinking about the cities that have been destroyed in the wake of all of these. And yeah, we never really talk about that. No, we really don't. You know, that's an interesting thing. There's on on Netflix, they had some Marvel series on there like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, these shows are in the same universe as the Marvel cinematic universe and so in daredevil one of the ways that their bad guy got rich was by buying up all the real estate in new york after the event happened yeah that's interesting that you mentioned that because i was i was stumbled upon something that had the order of the marvel cinematic universe but it filled in all the shows okay by release and yeah. so it was yeah it was it was listing out so that would be a whole well, that would be a whole other thing it's a whole other thing it's a there's whole no thing. end to this there's, there really is no end to this we're in deep i mean if they're if every movie is going to make half a billion dollars at the least yeah it's going to go on for Money as long grab. as that happens. It really is until people get sick of it. And there doesn't seem to be any sign of that happening. Um, as far as suspending disbelief, that's just something with these movies I have an easy time doing. I talked to a lot of friends who they they start complaining about the science in the movies and all these other things. I see that a lot with sci-fi or superhero movies. and I just don't care. I usually just accept it unless it's completely stupid and it just like punches me in the face how dumb it is. Right. And maybe that's just me being way too accepting. But this is the universe we have. It's the MCU. It's superheroes. It's supposed to be fantastical and crazy. And and so I just, the explosions sometimes get a little bit old, especially when it's just constant destruction. That that can get old. At this point in the universe, we're not seeing a ton of that. The Avengers, yes. But the other movies were pretty much their own self-contained stories. Right. And there wasn't so much an exploding city everywhere. Right. Yeah, for me, I think that the destroyed city is in line with a lot of the other things that I could point out. Couldn't survive that fall, you know, different right, kinds right. of... I think it's funny that you have, you know, people who would specifically take issue with the science of it. I mean, if you're going to start to take issue with a make-believe movie, yeah. there's no end. Yeah. So just enjoy it. That's, That's what, what I'm do. doing. That was almost the same Jinx. time. Oh my gosh. And that is the mailbag. Okay, well, it is now time for probably my favorite part of the show. It's where Gina looks at the movie poster for Iron Man 3, and she's going to tell us what she believes this movie is about. And Gina, these have been amazing stories you've told so far. Some have been pretty accurate, but not really accurate. And others have been way off base, but they always make for good stories. Well, thank you. I'm glad you liked them. Yeah, if anything, you're a great storyteller. It's challenging. It's really challenging. It's challenging. And I I love that you do it. I love that you're willing to do it. And (laughs) you're about to do it again. So are you ready? I am. Before I start, I would like to just, I wanted to extend an apology to you. Oh, Mm -hmm. for what? 
for the state of the recording studio currently. <laughs> it's a and mess. By recording studio, I mean my dining room. Right. Which normally we have the table all cleared off and... Not that it really matters, but currently in between us, there is a bunch of food and glassware. Granola and craisins and Graham more crackers. craisins. You have a lot of, there's two bags of craisins. Wine glasses. Uh, there's a toaster laying over there and some quinoa. And the reason is, is because I've been remodeling my kitchen for two years. Right, right. And I'm almost kind of getting there. I'm almost done. Yeah, you're right? getting there. Yeah, I'm almost done. Absolutely. Uh, and I vowed that I wasn't going to put anything back on the shelves again until I'm completely done. Yes. Because and otherwise I'll settle in and I'll never get it done. But here we are. We're gonna, we're dealing with it. But I could I can feel your annoyance. I'm not annoyed at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to hear from the audience if they find that they well, hear, if there's an annoyed well, sound in my voice. They didn't hear you mumble. This is super professional. Right <laughs> before we started. No, they didn't. This whole thing is not professional. Let's face it. Come on, you know. But they thought it was. I just burst the bubble. Right, right. This is actually this is even lower on the professional scale now. So well, it's it's great anyway. But the kitchen is starting to look great, so that's the important thing. It is, yeah. So, maybe so. And I did, I did just I took a picture of you with the table, so I'll post a picture. Of oh, the, thank you. I appreciate the, it. The shit show that is my dining room. It's table. wonderful. Uh, are you ready to do your oh, yes poster analysis? Yes, I am ready. And go. Robert Downey Jr. and Don Cheadle are a solid team of superheroes, and the movie will open with them fighting evil and helping the good people of the world, with Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, always in the background, keeping them organized and managing the unpredictable antics of Stark. I expect Pepper Potts to be a more relaxed and confident character in this one because her hair is down in the poster (laughs) with a sort of badass slash sexy must up look and she has a ring on her pointer finger. Now that she's getting it on with Iron Man on the regular, she's really feeling herself. I don't know who Guy Pierce is, but his name is on the top of the poster, so I'll assume he is the guy in the white shirt who looks arrogant and in charge. I'm thinking he must be the character we think is an okay guy until we find out he's really helping Ben Kingsley, who is clearly the bad guy, with his sunglasses, baldish with a top knot hair situation, and foreign clothing of some sort. I'm guessing he's located in Egypt or somewhere in the Middle East. So it'll all come to a head when the military once again cannot stop the evil and Iron Man has to be called in to save the day by destroying yet another city in a fiery blaze of amazing special effects. End credits scene. I expect to be confused since we are starting phase two. It'll maybe be an introduction of a new character we have not seen before. I like that you added a prediction for an end credit scene. That's a nice little touch. Thanks. Now, the best part is I honestly don't remember a lot of this movie. I remember little parts. I've only seen this once. This is one of the few that I've only seen one time. How many times have you seen the other ones? It depends on the movie. Like Winter Soldier. What is the most times you've seen one of the I've probably watched Winter Soldier 10 times. OMG. Yeah, no reason. Um, But that's just the way But we're about to watch the movie. We are. All right. So we're about to go see Iron Man 3 starring Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Guy Pierce, Rebecca Hall, John Favreau, and Ben Kingsley and directed by Shane Black. Are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's do it, Gina. Let's do it. Da, da, da. 
we just watched Iron Man 3, which, by the way, was two hours and ten minutes. That's a pretty long movie. It was a pretty long movie. Moved quickly, we, do you think? Yes, because, yeah. I mean, it was, there was, it was, yeah, it moved right along, but it was a lot, There's lot, a lot. lot. There's a lot in that movie, yes. which we're going to talk about in we just a moment. sure are. We really are. Uh, but before we do that, we just want to remind you about our little contest that we have every week uh, where you can win some swag from us. Right now, it's either a tote bag or a coffee mug. Yes. Which, they're pretty slick. Pretty and, fab. Yeah, you can actually see the tote bag right now uh, in one of our pictures uh, that we have on our website. Yes. Or on, a, on our Facebook page, excuse me. And we'll get something with a coffee mug up pretty quickly. I don't think we have one up yet, do we? We don't yet. Uh, we have one of our winners modeling right. the tote bag. He is, Nick was the winner of the, he chose the tote bag. And we will get some more pictures up with, uh, we have a couple more winners who chose the coffee mugs. So right, right. We'll get some more pics up. So all you need to do is listen for Charlie's Bark, which... To be fair, will happen this half of the podcast at some point. Just listen for the bark. What you'll do is email us at mgu23 at, po- at uh, gmail.com and with the timestamp of when you heard the bark, and you'll be entered into our contest. And you need to enter that by July 31st. Right. We're mixing it up a little bit. We're changing it a little. It used to be that you could just listen to any episode and give us the timestamp, but we realized that we can't afford that much unlimited swag. Right. So we are going to give out a swag item per episode. Right. So when you send in, please make sure you mention that it was for this uh, episode. You could episode. say episode seven, or you could just say Iron Man, Iron 3. Man 3 episode, whatever works right. best. And then the timestamp. And if you are correct, which you will be, because if you did it, you will be. Right. Uh, you will enter the drawing, and we will announce the winner. Um, we'll just let you know. Oh, we'll let you know. We'll just yeah, let I you know. We'll probably mail you. Not. Yeah. And then you get to pick a coffee mug or a tote. So do that. Woo! Uh, So what we're going to do now, or what I guess I'm going to do now in a change of pace and with something that's been... Okay, Eeyore. No. Hold on. I mean... Hold on. Yes. First of all, it was suggested some time ago by one of our adoring fans that maybe Michael should try to do the... 23 and now 24 second recap of the movie and you said no it's more fun when Gina does it and the whole fun is Gina trying to do it and then all of a sudden what happened Michael you did very well last time you, you were successful you mean I na- what did you say I nailed it you said nailed it I say you were successful I heard you say I nailed it and so you now did. you, did you are excited to take over and give it a shot yourself I will give it a shot I believe in you um, I will do my best and I would be more than happy to time it you're, for you you're really so, excited to see me flail on this one aren't no, you? I believe in you I mean you've seen these movies multiple times you got this, this is, I've only seen this one this is only the second time for this one this is it felt very new to me by and, the way and I need to tell everyone because they don't they can't see you that Michael took notes to try to help him but his handwriting is so poor <laughs> so that bad. he can't read the notes I think he should just close his eyes and it's believe just in himself scribbles um, it's scribbles it's so <laughs> bad but uh, I'm gonna do my best okay are you ready I think so okay ready go Iron Man is dealing with PTSD from New York Mandarin is a terrorist threatening the world through televised messages Aldrich Killian has something called extremists it sounds cool it's very bad Happy is injured when a dude explodes from some injection Tony challenges the Mandarin Tony's house is attacked by the Mandarin Maya Hansen tells Pepper that Killian she's working or Killian is working with the Mandarin Tony goes to Tennessee to find out what's going on there's an action sequence he meets a boy Uh, he goes uh, Oh, shoot. 
Oh. Is that 24 seconds? I'm not done, though. Wow. I'm not that, done yet. Hang on. Really, no, give me some more time. That really goes uh, fast, Maya doesn't it? Maya is working for Killian. They uh, kidnap mm. Pepper. Mandarin it's is a fake. amazing uh, how ben quickly Kinsley's that ever. goes. Oh, Mandarin Just is a fake. 24 Tell little me. lonely seconds. Uh, oh, it's my amazing. God. amazing. Isn't that, that amazing? I did horribly. You did the best you could. Point proven. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point to prove. It's just, it's it's a fun goal. It actually was really and fun. And someday you're going to get it. But this, to be fair, Michael, this was a really challenging one. I mean, I I thought it would be easier because it's our third Iron Man. But wow, there was so much. What so went, much. What went through my mind this whole time when I was watching this was, this is so plotty. And not in a bad way. There's just so much going on. Because I was writing this down. I was taking the notes down. And I was looking at There's no I mean, I was thinking about the 24 seconds. Like, nope. Nope. I was going to be, you know, I was going to be a smart ass maybe and do like three points. Like, you know, Tony has PTSD. Oh, the Mandarin's fake. And, uh, and, and Pepper Potts saves the day at the end. The end. I was going to be kind of cute. But then like, that's cheating, right? That's cheating. Right. Uh, there's so much in this movie, which yes. we're going to discuss in a moment. But I Ooh. think what we should do before that is we should do some fun facts. Let's do them. Iron Man 3 was released on May 3rd, 2013. It was directed by Shane Black, whose only previous directing credit was 2005's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which he also wrote. He'd also written the action movies Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, The Last Action Hero, and the criminally underrated The Long Kiss Goodnight. Did you see any of those? Lethal Weapon. You saw Lethal Weapon? I did. Okay, so he wrote that, which is pretty wild. Domestically, it made $409 million. Worldwide, it made $1.21 billion. Whoa. Which was the number five movie in the MCU and number 19 movie of all time. Hmm. It was a reported budget of $178.4 million. Hmm. So it made its money back many, many times yes, over. It Very did. successful movie. Uh, it received a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, and audiences overall gave the film an A. Which, by the way, I'm going to say something about that really quickly. I looked at an overall list of all the Marvel movies and the, and the audience scores. Okay. Uh, they're pretty much all A's. It's a straight A <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. universe. I mean, there's a couple B pluses, but really... There's mostly A's, A pluses, and A minuses. It's, okay. I might just let that go from now on because okay. it's kind of pointless. I, basically, I th- people who go to see it love it. I, basically, yeah. And I think it, if a movie gets a B plus, it's like an Amazon four stars. You know, does it right. really mean a whole lot? So, John Favreau said that he would not direct Iron Man three, instead opting to direct Magic Kingdom, whatever the hell that is. He stayed as an executive producer. In 2010, Downey <laughs> reached out to Shane Black to write and direct Iron Man three. Black and Downey worked together on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Drew Pierce joined him as a co-writer. Did you see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yes, I was going to mention it. It is wonderful. It's such a good movie. I think Robert Downey Jr. was kind of in a miss of a comeback at that point. He, you know, he had slid off the radar for a long time. Right. Because of drugs and every alcohol. Right. Lots of issues. And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it was, I don't know if it was his comeback movie, but it was where you kind of went, oh, cool, he's back. He's, he was amazing. Okay. So he wanted to give him a, a shot at this yeah. because he probably gave him a shot that might when be he it. needed yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. Val, and Val Kilmer's in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which oh. I was going to say it was the last good Val Kilmer movie, but then I remembered MacGruber, oh. <laughs> which is fabulous. When are you going to stop talking never, about MacGruber? Never, never. 
Iron Man 3 has been cited in psychology textbooks and magazines because of its realistic depiction of PTSD. There's a lot of discussion how mental illness is portrayed in film, and it's usually not positive. Uh, here's a quote from a, a magazine. It's actually, it is refreshing to see that a blockbuster film created by such a huge company as Marvel Entertainment has taken a sensitive and still a somewhat taboo subject in our society and has made it understandable to the general public. It's clear that the debilitating condition has greatly affected the hero. The scriptwriters and Robert Downey Jr. have done a fantastic job in portraying mental illness in a way that people will understand and sympathize. Nice. I thought that was incredibly interesting. Yeah, that really is. That's a that's really cool that you brought that up because that was well, we'll talk more about that, but that was yeah. one of the things I thought was really neat is how they showed that that whole aspect of what was happening. I, I wasn't thinking about it as PTSD, but of course that's what it That's exactly, exactly what, what it was, was. right? So mm-hmm. it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So those are the fun facts. Let's talk about Iron Man 3. Let's. There's a lot to get into here, right? So much. One thing that I think uh, we should do is it's going to be a little change of pace uh, because we usually just go into what we like, what we didn't like. But I want to talk about uh, something a little bit different. Uh, who was your basically your most valuable player in this movie? Now, I say that with a caveat that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be the MVP of every movie he's in, no matter what. So he's just that great. Right? Yeah. That's his presence. He's so wonderful. His, his, he owns Iron Man. Right. Right? Absolutely. Uh, there's Yeah. And he was strong, strong, strong in this one. He's so great. So besides Robert Downey Jr., who was the character that you thought was the strongest? See, now when you put it like that, it's different than or, you who, say, who. Okay. I'm just going to put it this way. Maybe yeah. this wasn't the strongest other character. I but say this, who's your favorite. This Well, this I just this is a character who I thought was absolutely great and really important in it. And you probably might be surprised, but I think of the kid. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I thought the kid was, I thought that was just a great, and, and of course it was partially the interaction between the kid and yeah. Tony Stark. I mean, they were just the way they bounced off each other, but... I thought that kid was great. What was the kid's name? Was it Harley? Yeah, that sounds right. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with the up. kid. Yeah. Well, one thing I liked about that, that's a great choice. One, And it's one that was in my head, too. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and there's a reason. Because usually when a kid comes into a movie or even a TV show, you, you my first thought always goes to Cousin Oliver from The Brady Bunch. Right? Do you remember Cousin Oliver? Yes. Came in and it was just like this little, like what, I mean, the show is terrible anyway. Talk but then, about impish. Yeah. It, terrible show, but he actually somehow made it more terrible. Right? <laughs> it's just that magical ability he had. I mean, let's not hate on our childhood I'm, shows, uh, but. It's a bad show. We know it's a bad show. So when a kid comes in like that, sometimes it's that cutesy kid who's like too smart for his own good and right. smarter than the adults. And it's. Not amusing most of the time. There's exceptions, maybe. But most of the time, it's annoying. This kid came in and kind of went toe-to-toe with Tony. Totally. Right? And I thought it was interesting, too, because, you know, you would think the kid would be the I'm the biggest fan. But, of course, they had that other guy who was the I'm the biggest fan. Which was was lovely. Yeah, that was really hilarious. I mean, he took on that role. But, no, the kid. And, you know, there was that moment for a couple moments for Tony when he was really anxious. And some of the mental health stuff was coming out. And the kid kind of said, take a deep breath. And, I mean, he just, he was. He was a strong character. Even though he didn't have a huge role, it just felt really key to me. I love that Tony talked to him like an like a human being. Yes. Which was great and the dynamic between them was really lovely. It was a yes. great 
dynamic. And I also loved that he he was a big part of that whole development of, and this was one of the things I wrote down that I really liked, Tony didn't have the, you know, the whole, the Iron Man thing was malfunctioning and Jarvis was struggling. And I mean, it was all, he had to get creative. He yeah. had to get back to his roots and do what he, right. and, the, and the kid was a, a key part of, the, of that whole segment of the movie. And yep. so I really, yeah, I thought it was, I thought he was great. So yeah. that's my, cho- my choice. I, What's your choice? Well, my choice, actually the kid was going to be my choice. So I'm going to change it up a little bit because I kind of, mm. I went between, I went between two because, well, first of all, the kid surprised me. I didn't remember the character at all. The kid was going to be your choice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. well, I was going. To be, I was going back and forth between two. Uh, obviously, we don't talk ahead of time. We really don't. <laughs> it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be a surprise. Uh, mine is Killian. Okay. Killian was my most valuable player. Okay. Uh, I just love Guy Pierce in this role, and I, I, I think there was a different reaction with the other people we were watching this with, right? Yes, we watched this movie with three other people. Yeah, and they seemed to hate Guy Pierce. Well, I think it was the statement you made about him being so good looking. And <laughs> so good looking. Uh, I think we were all just having a different reaction to him. <laughs> He's so smarmy. Y- yes. He, okay. <laughs> He looks like something straight out of Miami Vice. Right. Like he's just a sleazy. Now, did I love him as a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. But is he good looking? Mm. Okay, fine. Well, I'm I'm the guy who thinks he's good looking. Fine. I can cool. live with that. I, I won't be that. any competition for you. Yeah, well, thank you. It's fine. Anyway, he was a great bad guy. Mm-hmm. I love that he he's a complete douchebag. Oh. He's very hateable, which made me kind of adore him because he's just, I like, I like his ideas. I like that he's a super smart guy and his idea for kind of domination and and going after the president and all this stuff. I thought that was a really fun, goofy, far-fetched, ridiculous plan. It felt like a James Bond villain to me. Okay. That's what I loved. It wasn't really a super villain. It was James Bond, you know, so... I love that part of it. He's... Yeah, he was more of a he was more of a clever villain. Yeah, and I think what really epitomizes that whole aspect of it was when the president said, "What do you want from me?" Yeah, and he said, "I don't really want anything." Yeah, yeah, from you. I just want this is this is what I want to do, and this is what it's. Yeah. He was just evil, and yeah. I know how you love a an evil. I love a bad guy. That's I, I love an evil bad guy, and I love that this one again. It was just more of uh, like one of those silly villains from James Bond more than something you'd see in the Marvel Universe generally, right? Other right. than the fact that he could breathe fire out of his mouth, which was fan- so fantastic. So badass. <laughs> so great. That was... Yeah. yeah. So that was my guy. Okay. Uh, now, one thing I do want to back up a little bit. You did your sonat- or your your movie poster prediction. Yes. Was there anything from the movie that or from that prediction that you did actually get right? Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, Pepper Potts always in the background keeping them organized. That actually le- a lot less so. For some reason, I thought she was going to play a bigger role throughout in this movie. Yeah. Now, obviously, at the end, she just like came in and slapped. Yeah. yeah. But she was throughout most of the rest of the movie. She didn't. She didn't have a huge part in it, really. It's interesting you say that too because I I saw when I was thinking about the movie I remembered her at the end doing some kick some you know she kicked some ass at the end totally. she was amazing so I in my mind she had a bigger role in this movie too but she really it wasn't that big no is rather it was very small I think smaller than the other two movies it was very small until the end where it's a huge role right and it was great 
So I was wrong about that. Uh, she, I said I thought she'd be more relaxed and confident. Uh, I mean, she wasn't in the movie enough for that to really be. Um, mm-hmm. The badass, sexy, must-up look, well, that was just because she got roughed up and turned into one of those creatures at the end. Right. Whatever. Right. Um, Did you say anything about Ben Kingsley? Well, I thought he... So what I said was Guy Pierce was an okay guy until we find out he's really helping Ben King- King- Kingsley, which, yeah. of course, it was the other way around, right, right. sort of. But, um, yeah, I just said that I could tell Ben Kingsley was the bad guy because he had the sunglasses and the baldish right, top-knot right. hair situation and the foreign clothing. But I kind of think... Well, we got fooled. And it was great. It was a great yeah, twist. Yeah. I mean, it was hilarious. Okay, that's what I was going to say then, bouncing off this. What did you think of that Mandarin twist? Yeah, no, that was really good for me because that was one of the things that I was not really liking about the movie. Okay. Um, because I didn't understand what it was. In fact, I wrote it down. What does what does Mandarin want? Right. That was unclear. Right. And that, and I thought, well, this is what's really missing here because we need to know what a villain wants. What does he want? And he was doing these things and his the accent and you know there's yeah. all of the things about it that seemed wrong then all of a sudden were a funny twist when we found out that he was just this drug addict uh actor you know yeah. who was you know so yeah. yeah no so i really i i thought it was a fun twist and okay, i great. i enjoyed the character a lot eventually but i wasn't enjoying it when i mean if that had been the true villain what he what did he want? We didn't know. No, that's a good point. And the thing with Mandarin, it, the Mandarin is actually a major villain in the Marvel Universe. Oh. So it's actually Iron Man. I think it might be Iron Man's main villain, like his arch rival. Oh. And they were actually, I did read this, that they were going to make the Mandarin the main villain in the first movie, but they thought it was maybe too big of a thing to start with. Oh. And so it was interesting that this happened. And I, I don't know if this twist played well with everybody. In fact, I'm sure it didn't because Mandarin is such a major part of the universe. Well, I could totally see that. If you were if you were really into the comics and then you found out that it was it's like it's like the Wizard of Oz. It's yes. just the man behind the curtain. That's exactly what it is. Just yeah. have just have the, the rug pulled out from under you, right? Right. Uh, but I and I think when I saw the movie the first time because this is this is the second time I saw this and most of these movies I've seen multiple times. Not all of them, but most of them. I remember not liking the twist that much the first mm. time I saw it. I was a little annoyed by it because, first of all, I love Ben Kingsley. and So you wanted him to be the bad guy? I wanted him to be the bad guy because I wanted to see more of the Mandarin. Just because I, love, I loved his voice. I loved all the stuff he did. with. I loved the videos. I loved everything. I thought it was really fun, and I was, I was interested to see where it was going to go. But this time watching it, man, I loved it. I love the twist. <laughs> I really did. And it's just, I love, I think one thing that I didn't appreciate the first time I saw this as much as I did this time is how subversive this was with the, the twists and the uh, the jokes and all these other things that were happening. And I, I credit a lot of that to Shane Black who directed this because he's got that sensibility. When it, If you look back at his movies and hopefully you'll get to see some of these, even like The Last Boy Scout or Long Kiss Goodnight, this is very much his kind of dialogue. Okay. Very strong, very snappy, very funny. By the way, most of his movies take place during Christmas too, which is a weird thing. Oh, funny. And there's usually a kidnapping. I think that's huh, fine. That's but his thing. It's his thing. Uh, so I appreciated that. I thought it was an interesting thing to do to a Marvel movie uh, 
because it went away from the formula, the traditional yeah, formula. Yeah, it definitely had its, and we've talked about this, it had its own feel. Yeah. It definitely had its own feel. And I love that. I liked the style of it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, not only was, when we talk about Guy Pierce's the James Bond villain, there's that whole scene where he's going in to get the Mandarin. That's a James Bond scene where he's using his gadgets yeah, he's, and he's taking out the bad guys with all those gadgets. Oh, that's... That felt like yes. very James Bond or MacGyver. You're making a movie reference to me who hasn't really seen any of the James... I haven't seen any recent James Bond I know movies. you haven't. That so, might be another podcast, but, right? So Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I love that part of it. It's just a different kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect guy to be able to do this because he oh, can yeah. deliver any kind of dialogue. He's funny. He's great at what he does. So I love that part of it. Right. Anything else in the, your synopsis? That you, uh, so? Well, I guess uh, I did say it all is going to come to a head when the military once again cannot stop the evil. And really, this is another version of that because the, they couldn't, the president couldn't be protected by his own people. Right. Right. So yeah. Iron Man had to get involved. They were fire people, to be fair. It's very hard to stop fire people. Right, so let's <laughs> talk about the fire people and okay. the villains because that was I, I thought I thought those fire people were really great. I did too. That was I mean it was scary the the sort of the fiery thing that happened under the skin and the the light up of the eyes yeah. it was scary. It really was. It was and then the the being able to regrow your limb. Yeah. Just the yeah, it was oh, I thought they were great villains. And there was the interesting thing too where this the um, whatever they're getting injected with doesn't work on everybody. Right. And it's possible that they're going to just explode and kill people. Right. Which happened twice. And that's kind of where Tony Stark kind of puts two and two together is he's finding that these are, uh, these are veterans that don't, that have lost limbs and and they're being made promises that maybe something will be better out of it, but they just either turn into these, fire people that are invulnerable or they just explode right so it's that was that was which, interesting which is terrifying it's and very terrifying just, yeah but they were yeah i thought that they were they were really good character good they weren't villains really they were they were they were victims henchmen well they were victims yeah they were weapons yeah they really were i mean that's really you know they were being used as weapons yeah i love i love that part of it i thought they were great bad guys um formidable opponents yes and i thought that was one of the things that i really thought was good about this movie uh the creative creative weaponry for 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 lack of a better but they were using the people as weapons and we've we've had that theme throughout with iron man because that was the whole you know that was the beginning of the whole thing stark was he saw that all the technology was being used for something that was really harmful and he had you know he had that epiphany and so I liked that they kept coming back to that theme. Yeah, I did too. That was good. And then there's the when we're talking about the end, there were some great things that happened in the final battle. By the way, oh, I'll actually say this is an overall thought. The action sequences were superb. Oh yeah, they were really good, and that's where I think Iron Man three shines. Maybe even over the other two Iron Man movies more than anything. Which I felt the the action scenes were a little bit clunky. I don't know if John Favreau is a very good action movie director. (laughs) Not that he's a terrible one. He's just, I don't think he's great at it. Whereas I think Shane Black, who just lives and breathes action movies. as an expert. He did these scenes wonderfully. Just even when they blew up uh, Tony Stark's mansion, that whole scene was really well done. Yeah. Uh, When he was in in Tennessee taking on those two, the two flaming bad guys. Yes. uh, And had to use his wits to do it. And then the final sequence, which is a big action sequence, very well 
staged, beautiful. I mean, and the fact that Tony brings in his army of Iron Men oh. was such a cool thing. That was the thing that's resulted from his PTSD, where he can't sleep. He's been building this army of Iron Men that end up coming right. in and saving the day. Right, and even at the and I had kind of, I guess I had forgotten about that or didn't realize how how many he had built, and so that was kind of the one last twist. Yeah, you know, there were so many twists. Yeah. All through the movie. Uh, What other things did you pull from the movie that you really liked? Well, so let's go back and talk a little bit about, you talked about the twists. Let's talk about some of the specific twists. Because one of the things I was thinking at one point, uh, the character Maya, who of course is the, well, he calls her the botanist. The botanist. (laughs) Yeah. The botanist. But she's the scientist who was developing that technology. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we meet her at the beginning of the movie. And I liked her character and when she came back I thought I really like this character and she was interacting with Pepper Potts and I just I don't know that she was she was she was getting to be an appealing character and then oops yeah right as I wrote that down there was the twist and we find out she's evil too. she's working for Killian yeah she actually decided she actually took his card at the beginning and actually called him back I guess because she's working for him right yeah and it's not even that she's a villain or evil it's just that she's a complete sellout yeah, she really is. She, just, she has a little bit of a change of mind later on. She's when Tony's caught and Killian's doing his little speech, right. his bad guy speech. She has a little, a change of heart, right? Yeah. And Killian just shoots her. Exactly. That's but the end of her. I liked that twist because that yeah. surprised me. The funny thing is, I actually had forgotten about Maya's character completely. I I totally forgot she turned. Oh. So okay. Oops. Yeah. So another uh, twist that they did that I liked, um, and and this isn't necessarily a twist within the movie, but it's a twist on Tony's character was just the the anxiety, the the yep. weakness that we saw in him, and he's you know he always obviously has come off as such a huge ego, very arrogant, very confident, and he still had that bravado and that that persona a lot in here, but we got to see a lot of his vulnerability mm-hmm. and that scene where he's having the nightmare. And, you know, we just, we got to see a lot more of that. And I liked that because that's, you know, I like the backstory and the, I mean, I, I like those, those more emotional connections. So. It's nice to see a character affected. Right. And he was definitely affected by what happened in the Avengers, which makes sense. Why wouldn't you be affected by something where you basically almost died saving the day with all these creatures coming after you. I mean, it's, he's basically in war. And also, he's a scientist, and he has he's discovered all this technology. He made a superhero suit, but he doesn't have special supernatural powers. But And he refers to that a couple times in the movie. Now there's this god and, you know, Thor. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, he's just... I, I liked yeah. how they referred to it a couple different times about just what the hell just happened, basically. Yeah. I thought that was... Them. Humanize this character, yes. right? Which was great. And yeah, I, I admire them for going that way as far as really having that affect him. Just the, the anxiety, the fact that he would just, mm-hmm. he couldn't sleep. He couldn't, he couldn't function normally. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really great characterization yep. for him. And and because you can just, because Tony Stark's an interesting character no matter what. You can always play him as a snarky, funny scientist and it's always going to be great, but now you have this other thing going on with him that he's exactly. trying to deal with while all these horrible things are happening. And if we're going to have a, a number three in a movie series, thank you for continuing to develop the character right. because a lot of times the third movies suck. And again, <laughs> Pepper Potts, no development. Right. No development at all with her character. Yeah. You know, and, and really not with... Pre- 
I mean, Rhodes. I mean, a lot of the characters. And obviously, there's only so much time in the movie. Yeah. But I did appreciate that Tony Stark's character was, you know, kept developing. So one thing I felt too with that, just uh, with Rhodes, he's not in it a whole lot either. He's in it. He's and he's actually very fun in the movie. He does some cool things. Mm-hmm. This was very much a Tony Stark movie. Yes. That's who they concentrated on. And I liked that it was about him. It was very much him and the other characters. Yeah, obviously there were several other characters. But think about the screen time. Robert Downey Jr. is in this whole movie, right. almost. And the other characters, there. I mean, even, even Guy Pierce as the bad guy is not really in it that much. True. And I was thinking during the first half of the movie, boy, we really aren't seeing uh, Mandarin very much. Right. And we really aren't seeing there was so much Tony. But again, it was a lot of that development of what was happening with, happening with him personally. Right. Uh, but again, he's such a great character. Thank you for putting him in a lot. Thank yeah. you for us getting to continue to see the humor. And, yeah. you know, just, I mean, he just, it was great. Um, so... I was also going to ask, oh, let's talk about special effects. Because obviously the special effects overall were wonderful. I thought they looked great. I mean, the, the best special effect to me was were the bad guys, the fire guys. You know, I, I love the way they looked. I love that they turned bright orange. And even when they started to burn up, they looked like they looked like zombie creatures. Yes. I, they were they were terrifying. Uh, th- those special effects were great. The the Iron Man suits were fantastic. There's such a variety of suits that they showed and they all do different things. Which is so brilliant because it really tells you what Tony Stark was doing. He was just trying all this stuff. He's what does he say? He's a mechanic in this. Yes, movie. he calls himself a mechanic, and he's building all these things from scratch. The suits, I loved how, and they did so many different things with them. But um, I loved the scene where the suit he he removes the suit from himself and puts it on Pepper when yeah. they're flying through the air during that explosion yeah. to protect her. And then the times when, well, the very first time we saw it coming onto him in pieces. Yes, it was. Oh, it's just it was just really cool. All the different things that they did with it. Yeah, those were great. Let's get to the rankings. Let's get to the rankings. All right. Oof, so tough. Yeah, it is tough because you know it, we're we've now we've, we've seen six. This is number seven that we've seen. So we're not going to list all the movies so no, far. We don't have to do because that it's going to get ridiculous. And we'll also make sure we post the rankings more often so you can see where we are. But would you say for this movie, would you say this is kind of near the top, or is it kind of the mushy middle, or is this just an awful movie to you that's sitting at the bottom? I would say this movie is towards the top. Okay. Okay. Where would you put it? For me, I think it's it's going to be, I well, what I was struggling with, I have I, the Iron Man. Right now we have six. Yeah. And so I have the two Iron Mans in the middle. Right. They're right, right in the middle, which again, with only six, that's... Yeah, that's where we're um, at. But I was, I was struggling to decide if I liked the original Iron Man or this one better. Mm-hmm. Because the original Iron Man, you know, you're you're you've got the origin story yep. and you're getting the whole concept. But honestly, I think I think I'm gonna put number three ahead of the original. Okay, so that so it's now is that number is it number three? It is. That okay. means it's number three in my total. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I just I really I liked the way that it was done and uh, maybe maybe it was the directing. I don't know, but yeah, yeah I'm so I've got it up towards the top Very at this cool. point. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I did. I really liked it. And I have to say, too, I, I'm looking at Thor and the Incredible Hulk, which are, you know, down on the bottom for me. And, you know, it's I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> they don't, I mean, they don't really belong on the bottom. But I mean, because I didn't I, I liked yeah. those movies, yeah. too. But that's part of what makes this so hard. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Thor and the Incredible Hulk. Hey, they they needed to be better. OK, <laughs> do better. How about you, Michael? I'm in the same boat as you. 
Okay. I like this better than Iron Man. I, I didn't think I would. I, but after watching this again, I see how well this movie was written and directed and how everything just worked for me. I was really excited about it. Plus, I, I think I, you know, the more I read about, I actually read a couple articles about the way Tony Stark, um, the way the movie portrayed his PTSD. Right. In the movie. And I, and I admired that. So it was something when I was doing my fun facts and reading about that, it was something that I watched for in this movie. Like, wow, yeah, they really did hit on this and he was affected. And I think it was by far, I won't say by far, but I'd say it was, I, would, I think it was his best performance as Tony Stark. I agree. And and you're right. That fact gives a lot of depth to the movie. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a superhero movie. It's a, it's Marvel comics. It's for fun, but Thank you for giving, you know, addressing an important issue and giving it some depth. Definitely. So I would say this. I would say it, I would say it's my number three movie because it's. I don't think it's better than the Avengers. I still love the Avengers a little bit more, maybe just because of the scope of the movie. Yeah. But I, I do definitely like it better than Iron Man. All right. So this is my number three movie. It's both our number three movie. So our top four are the same, and then we we go off a little. But I think what's really going to be fun to see is because you you did rank all these before mm-hmm. we started is to see how similar or dissimilar you know your your choices were. I mean yeah. this for me this is all new but for you that transformation of wow I can't believe how much more I liked this. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how many times that happens. This is definitely one that I'm almost positive that I had near the oh, bottom. It makes it makes me want to <laughs> take a sneak peek. I know. I, I know. It's so interesting. So um, I think that will do it for this episode. Is there anything else we need to cover? I think that we have covered everything. I think we covered everything and more. And then some. There's so much here. Woo! So, um, What's next, Michael? The next movie that we'll be doing is Thor The Dark World. Another Thor. Another Thor movie. So we'll see how that goes because Thor is near the bottom of both our lists, I think, right? Uh, well, he's in, he's mine's in the a middle higher. for you. Yeah, he's yeah, that's right. He's kind of in the middle, but uh, so we'll see how the dark world is, and and uh, we'll we'll be back next well the next week, right? Yes, next week. Wonderful. We Thanks be, for listening, everybody. We will be back next week. This has been the Michael Genomatic Universe. This is Michael, and I am Gina. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.